Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, I'm so excited to have on the podcast today, Haley Berry. She is from Type Affiliated and she's going to tell us a little bit about her background, owning a creative business. And I'm really excited for you to see, you know, different ways that people are making money as designers, as illustrators, as artists. So welcome Haley. We're so glad to have you here. Hi, thanks Karina. I'm really excited to be here today talking to you about this stuff. Um, so let's get started with you talking about like, how did you get started? Do you go to school for this? Um, you know, what was your journey? Yeah. So the short version is that I always wanted to be an illustrator of some kind. So I always knew that's what I was going to do. It's what I wanted to do. And so from the time I was about 16, I was already starting to try to do projects for people. I had a really awesome job at that time working in an antique store and my boss would let me paint signs for the store. And that's where I sort of developed the love of lettering specifically as part of illustration. And sometimes people would come in and buy the signs and then just little by little, it led to, you know, other people being like, oh, hey, could you, you know, do lettering for this or for that? And so even before I graduated high school, I I knew that's what I wanted to do and I was already starting to do stuff. But when I finished high school, that's when I really started, you know, saying, okay, if this is what I want to do, I need to do it. And so I would go around my, my town, right. And anyone that had like an empty wall that I was like, Ooh, that could use a mural or they had a bad logo. I would just figure out who the owner was or who the manager was. And I'd get their contact information. And I would just basically cold call people and say, Hey, you know, I'm so-and-so I think I could help you. This is how, and of course, you know, doing that, probably 80 to 90% of people, they either say no, or you never hear from them. But a couple said yes. And with freelance, that's really all you need to get going. It's just a few clients to say yes. And then you get to start building that portfolio and all of that. And so I did go to school. Um, I went and got a degree in illustration at UVU, but I also took a bunch of business classes and graphic design classes. And all my teachers always thought I was crazy because they're like, those classes don't count towards your major. But for me, I was always like, well, hey, I'm paying for this school. Like, I'm going to take the classes that are going to benefit me because I I knew what I wanted to do. And so I did that. So while I was in school, I, you know, took all those classes. And then I also got a job working at an advertising agency as a graphic designer. So even though I wanted to go more into the illustration side of things, I worked full time there as a graphic designer, went to school full time and then did freelance at night. So it was crazy. But then around 20. 19, I think it was, I got to the point where I was making more with my freelance than I was at the agency. So I was able to quit and I've been freelance full-time ever since. 
Yeah, that is amazing. What I think the pullouts are there is that so many designers, illustrators, artists are so scared of cold calling people. Yep. And that's something that, you know, we don't even have to do in my program. Those of you who are listening, who are design suite members, but I want you to hear this because this is really what it's all about when it comes to like hard, cold sales. It is about cold calling and finding where the jobs are. How yep. did that make you feel? You know, it was, it's, it's kind of scary at first, but I, I think I've always told people, I'm like, I think I'm a little too overconfident. (laughs) And so for me, it was always just like, well, if they say no, then nothing changes in my life. Right. They're not my client. Now, if they say no, they're still not my client, but if they say yes, then I've got an awesome new project and all of that. So for me, it wasn't too bad. And I think you know, the thing about cold calling is it's not forever. And that's what people don't understand. Sometimes people think like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to spend, you know, my entire freelance career cold calling clients. And that's just not the truth. You have to do it. Well, maybe you don't have to. I think it's a great way to start because the thing is, if you just are sitting around posting stuff, waiting for clients that you want to come find you, it's going to take a long time. But if you're going out and actively saying, okay, these are the types of jobs I want to do. These are the types of businesses I want to work with. And you're approaching them. You're going to start building a real portfolio a lot faster and having an actual portfolio. That's not only full of passion projects, but is full of client work is what other clients love to see because as cool as personal work is, when you've worked with clients, it not only shows that you can create good work, but it shows that you know how to work with businesses. It shows that you're reliable. It shows that you're efficient. And so, like I said, the cold calling doesn't last forever. Like, I don't think I've had to cold call for, man, probably three years now. There's been clients that I found that I wanted to work with that I've reached out to, but it hasn't been a necessity. There's been enough projects coming in that I haven't needed to do that. But at the beginning, it absolutely made such a big difference, even if it is scary. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. People do feel like it's forever, but mm-hmm. why don't you tell them? Because I I, I think I know what you're going to say, even though we've never talked before <laughs> about this, because I used to do some freelance work. What happens after and why haven't you had to cold call for the last three years? Yeah. So what happens after is eventually once you've got work out there, um, whether that's in the real world or online, people either find your work and approach you or they talk to the business and say, hey, who did this for you? And those are almost even better. A referral from a previous client is the best because not only are they saying, oh, yeah, this work was good, but they say, hey, you know, Haley was awesome to work with. She met all the deadlines. She gave us so many good ideas. Right. And so having that referral is like gold. But Two, like if you worked with clients, right, that's then work you can share on your Instagram, you can share on Pinterest. Pinterest is a surprisingly powerful tool if you're a freelancer, Um, putting it on a website, right, on Dribbble, different things like that. And then people just start finding you. Like the one cool thing is nowadays you can get clients all over the country, right? My grandpa was an illustrator and when he was working, he had to like mail his portfolio to San Francisco and whatever and like A lot of his clients had to be people he lived near. But nowadays with social media, you can work with clients all over the country. So if you're actively using your Instagram and your Pinterest and those things, you can get clients everywhere. But people love to see real client work. So once you have that client work, it just is like a snowball effect, right? The more you have, the more you get. Another thing I always tell people is if there's a type of project you're not getting hired for that you want to be hired for, it's probably because you don't have it in your portfolio. So 
we're creative people, right? And so sometimes we kind of assume that everybody else is creative, but that's not the case. And the fact is sometimes people have a hard time imagining what you're capable of if they don't see it. So for instance, with me, I had been sign painting for a long time, but I had never done a mural. And I was always like, man, I just want someone to hire me to do a mural. I've done lots of signs, but I've never done a mural. And they're basically the same, right? In my mind, as a creative person, I know that they're the same. One is just painting on wood, one's painting on a wall. But for a client, they might not necessarily realize that it's the same. So what I did is, this was a great, and you can borrow this idea, anybody. This was great. I did a giveaway on my Instagram, and I put a post out that said, win a wall. And I said, hey, I want to paint a mural, you know, and right now I'm going to paint my first mural for free. Fill out this application if you want it to be you. So I'm not a fan of working for free. You should never work for free unless it's 100% on your own terms. So by doing it this way, what happened is I actually got like 20 businesses in my area that applied and they had to like fill out a form saying why they should get the mural, right? I went and interviewed with the top favorite ones and we talked back and forth about like what they wanted and what I wanted because my, my qualifications were it needed to be something I was excited to paint. I needed to have full creative control and it needed to be in a public high traffic area. Those were my three qualifications. And so I didn't just go out to businesses and say, hey, can I paint a mural? I had them come to me. And by doing it that way, I was able to be really picky about which one I chose. And I ended up picking a Waffle Love, which if you're in Utah, Waffle Love is the best, right? <laughs> They're great. But I ended up doing one at a Waffle Love up in Salt Lake someplace. And I was able to paint the mural, take a bunch of pictures and put them on my portfolio. And after I think doing- I've seen this mural. I yeah. think I know exactly which one you're talking about. That is killing me. I had no idea that was you, Haley. Yeah. But after doing one mural, all of a sudden, everyone was like, oh, she paints murals. And I started getting mural jobs. So if you're someone that like you want to do packaging and you're like, oh, I'm doing all this design, but no one's hiring me to do packaging, design some packaging and people will associate you with that, you know? Yeah, I think that is huge. Okay, so many things you said there. The number one thing I thought was when you said your grandpa would have to send his portfolio, I was laughing because yeah. that was me only 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago, I had to send my entire portfolio to fabric companies in order to get a fabric contract. And that's how yep. I got my contract. Now it is such a totally different game. Mm -hmm. So, oh, so fast. There are some good nuggets there. Those of you who are listening, if you didn't take, there were several things there that I was like, oh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, so Haley, um, let's talk now about like what you're doing. And I know we had kind yeah. of said you're like about 60% freelance work. What mm -hmm. else are you doing? So I have my business split into a few different sections, which I also recommend if you're doing freelance, that's the way to go, right? You want to have multiple streams of revenue. So my main thing that I do and that I love is freelance. That's my bread and butter. And it's my favorite thing to do, right? I love working with clients. So that's my main thing. But I also, I teach. So I teach at the university adjunct one class every semester. And I teach an online workshop that is a hand lettering class online. And then every once in a while I teach in-person workshops. And those are both like just ones that I host, but oftentimes they're also corporate. So places will hire me to come teach their team or like teach a workshop or something like that for them. So teaching is big. Licensing is huge. I would say if freelance is 60%, licensing is probably the next like 30%, mm -hmm. right? Licensing is big. 
Um, and I licensed with a few different places and I'm sure we'll talk about that. You're like the queen of licensing, right? Like, you know, all about that. (laughs) I Um, am not the queen because I find myself getting more and more out of it as it becomes more and more picky, but I also just love my certain companies. So I'm more willing to only license with certain companies. I kind of say no to everybody else at this point. That's good. I I do think, um, the further you get in you guys, and I need you to hear this, the further you get in, the more picky you get to be. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And that's the same with clients too. Like it used to be like, okay, I'll go back to this. Let me finish answering your first question. Then we'll talk about being picky. So what did I say? So freelance licensing workshops, um, I do make and sell products, but that is totally just like a side thing, because let's be honest, like making and selling products. When people start freelance, that's what everybody wants to do. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to have an online store and I'm going to sell t-shirts and whatever, but let's, it's, it is not a moneymaker. Okay. So I have products on my Physical products are definitely not a moneymaker unless you're doing it a hundred percent full-time, but it's almost impossible if you're doing freelance licensing and you're teaching as well. Yep. Exactly. So I have products, but it's more just for the fans. Like I consider it as a something like if people like my work and they can't afford, you know, a $10,000 mural, they can afford a $30 t-shirt, but that's definitely not like a main source of income. Um, and then other things speaking, you know, I get hired to speak at conferences sometimes, um, things like this. So those are sort of the different income streams. And you I guys- do have some digital products, but not many. Yeah. And just as a side, you guys, just so you know, we got matched up together from a mutual friend Mm -hmm. and Haley is coming and speaking at the design suite workshop in September. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we got matched up because I was looking for a calligrapher to come and teach my design suite students. I thought it'd be really fun to do an in-person event. And so I think it's awesome that you do these little one-off workshops, corporate, because my actually part of my team, the Karina Gardner team will be there as well. And we're just excited about it. It's fun. It's creative. It's so fun. We just, we need to bend our minds a few different ways. And we're so digital that just doing uh-huh. something physically is going to be really fun. Well, I'm excited too. It's going to so be great. Jumping back to that other thing we were talking Risk, about, about uh, being picky. Picky, being picky, picky. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Talk about being picky. Are you to the point where you get to be picky? Yes. So that is the best part about freelance is that when you're working in-house somewhere, there's a lot of perks, right? Like you get your paycheck every two weeks, you know exactly how much it's going to be. You go home at five and that's lovely. But the one thing that's beautiful about freelance is that you get to pick your clients and that is the best, right? And at the beginning, you know, you obviously you're going to take more clients, right? You're going to take whatever comes just so you can build that portfolio. But after a couple of years, you get to start being more choosy. And now like I'm at the point where, you know, I only really work on projects that I want to. I had a friend tell me once, she said, if you're accepting more than 50 to 60% of the projects that come to you, you're probably not charging enough and you're probably not being picky enough. And that's true. As a freelancer, you should be turning down more projects than you take on because you want to be able to spend your time doing things that are meaningful, that are fun, (laughs) and that you want to put on your portfolio, right? As a freelancer, you are a single person, which means you only have so many hours in the day, which again, that's why those other passive income streams are really important. But because of that, you don't want to waste your precious time working on projects that either you hate or that are not leading you to an end goal that you care about or anything like that. So you want to really focus down and say, okay, 
what types of projects do I want to do? Who's my dream client? And am I putting work out that's attracting those certain types of brands and businesses? Yeah. Amazing. Well, you guys, we are going to wrap up with Haley here. I just, I have to tell design suite members who are listening, you guys are getting an expert interview with her. Mm -hmm. So you guys are going to be really, really excited about that. Haley, if people want to find out more about your work, what you're doing, and maybe even get a t-shirt from you, where are they going to go? So the best place is typeaffiliated.com. You can also find me on Instagram at typeaffiliated, TikTok at typeaffiliated, pretty easy to find. Amazing. Okay. We are going to put those in the show notes. You guys, I'm so excited for you to learn more about Haley. Go check her out. Go see what she's doing. I always think it's really good. Even if maybe type or lettering is not your thing, being able to take uh, the information and, and digesting what Haley is mm-hmm. saying and what she's doing, making it work for your style and how you're doing it. Because gosh, there is an awful lot out there that businesses are needing these days, but it's all different and it's all by unique designer. So love having you here, Haley. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys all very, very soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.